when you have your value, when you know, when you're able to stand in that frequency, then you have something of value to surrender. And when you surrender that value, that knowing, that loving, that caring, that connection to self, when you surrender that to the divine, then the divine rushes in and amplifies all the gold that you have just offered into riches, internal riches beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. This podcast is part of an online community at solaceandshine.ca. It is a platform for those yearning to remember their true purpose. We are coming to you from Ishtadev Niwas Ashram in the Purcell Mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada, within the unceded territory of the Tanaha Nation. The Solace and Shine podcast dives into teachings from the soul's ancestral roots. The teachings are here so that we may embrace the human experience and live it with beauty, courage, and creativity. These teachings will make you want to lean in and shine wholeheartedly together in community. Allow me to introduce to you our host and guide, Sanyasi Shivani. Shivani has worked as a medium and a spiritual teacher for the last 20 plus years. Through her dedicated practice as a renunciate, and a teacher of yoga, she guides community through all aspects of living and embodying spirit through foundations of love, service, yoga ecology, and elevated esoteric teachings. Are you ready to embody your light? Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. Hello, beautiful souls. We have a poignant and inspiring episode for you today. This was a bonus lecture from Roots and Wings recorded during a Venus retrograde in Leo season of July 2023. Even though we are not currently under those same energies, we promise the teachings in this lecture are precious and evolutionary in this moment. It is a call to know thyself, and Sanyasi Shivani discusses the importance of self-inquiry in the exploration and evaluation of how much do we know about our individual value. She is basically giving us permission to know ourselves, to come home to ourselves, to care, to love and honor our unique perspective and wisdom. It is a comfort and truly centering strength. And when we offer that gold to the divine, she says the divine rushes in and amplifies those internal riches beyond our wildest dreams. We hope this inspires you in your own self-discovery journey. And we wanted to let you know about the special that Sanyasi Shivani is making available in January and February 2024. She is taking bookings for her Start the Year with Purpose private sessions right now. These are 60-minute sessions and there are 10 of them available. They are discounted from the regular price. The focus, blessings, and inspiration that you will receive in her guidance during these sessions will be massive and nothing short of magic, as she will have just returned from the tour and residency of Rikiapith Ashram, the home of her gurus. What a way to start 2024. We will post the link to book your session in the show notes. We will also provide the link to the intake for Roots and Wings 2024. Enjoy!
Hello, everybody. I just wanted to come and chat to you uh, about a couple of concepts that might support you in this moment. It's, uh, I'm recording this in uh, the end of uh, July, 2023. Um, currently, we are in a Venus retrograde. And it's a Venus retrograde in Leo. And Leo very much uh, is about the heart and the spine, um, about standing up, about being seen for who you really are, not what you do, not what you want to be, but your essence of who you really are and allowing that to shine. And it's very interesting that in Leo season, which is ruled by the sun and we're talking about shining, also coincides with our current theme of surrender. Because a lot of times in the West, uh, they, this seems like an oxymoron to shine and to surrender. Uh, but I want to connect with you on how you actually have to shine to be able to surrender. And surrendering makes you shine. Let me try and explain. Hanuman. Hanuman is an avatar of Shiva. Shiva being pure consciousness, uh, transcended dualism. And Shiva wanting to be part of Ram's narrative brought himself in the, into the story as the avatar of Hanuman. Now, when you look at an image of Hanuman, Hanuman's always ripping open his chest and there's Ram and Sita, right? The masculine and the feminine balanced, right? Because the, the yantra for Anahat is the masculine and the feminine triangles, which creates the Star of David, uh, is balanced and equal. So when we come into the foundation of the fifth dimension, which is the foundation of the heart, just the foundation of love, which is beyond the individual experience, it's into the collective. The masculine and feminine energies are very, very balanced. Now in our society, this is really uh, um, bringing to the surface a lot of, of the conditioning of what is it to be a man? What is it to be a woman? What is it to be masculine? What is it to be feminine? What is right action within these? How do they express themselves? How do they express themselves healthily? How do they express themselves not so healthily? So when you come into the self-inquiry on the inside, it really comes into a very deep inquiry of what do you value? What qualities do you value? And this is Venus. And when Venus is in retrograde, it means that we get to reevaluate, rewind, re-discover, uh, uh, realign, re, everything to do with re, we get to redo it. Um, and, but that has to be done on the inside. And this is where you see the expression of Hanuman. Now, Hanuman is, is used to doing all of these external feats. But this is the point that I want to share with you today is that the external feats that are able to be done are because of internal states of being. This is key. What is externally somebody's capacity externally 
is a direct reflection of the frequency, the bandwidth, the calibration, the level of awareness that they are vibrating at, resonating at internally. Now, when we look at Hanuman, and we see that he has Ram and Sita in the heart, this balanced masculine and feminine, that his foundation is of love because he has surrendered everything to Ram, okay? But this surrendering, you know, there's a very, uh, very important uh, teaching in our lineage of, you know, people wanting initiation and wanting to surrender and wanting to become swamis and yada, yada, yada. And almost like a status, almost like a, um, a, a sense of achievement, right? Not realizing that these initiations are corresponding to bandwidths of consciousness that you have, have and are capable of embodying. Sometimes an initiation is because you have embodied it and so you are graduating. And sometimes an initiation is a shaktipat, is, is an injection of energy because you are now capable of going to the next state of bandwidth of consciousness. And therefore the initiation is the leg up, is the, is the shot of um, light that you need to start cultivating that next bandwidth. And that's, that's that initiation. So with Hanuman and in these initiations, uh, there is an understanding that you have to know, you have to, you have to offer something, to surrender something, you have to, know what you're holding so really this entire teaching of know thyself is like the it's like an onion right to know thyself and then offer it to know thyself then offer it is to know thyself then you offer it then you know thyself then you offer it right it's like you've got to know who you are you've got to know your worth you've got to know your value you've got to know what why your facet in the diamond, why your face in the diamond holds a particular perspective on life and why that light is beautiful. You have to love yourself. You have to like yourself. You have to value yourself. And, and this is Leo, right? Now, this is not arrogance because it's not in comparison to anybody else. You know, it's not uh, in the face of anybody else. It's not uh, in the presence of anybody else. It is a frequency of really valuing your heart and why your heart beats. Why? Why does your heart beat now? Why does your heart beat matter now? And when you know why your heart beats, how your heart beats, what your heart beats for, then you know your worth. I'm getting emotional. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. I'm getting emotional. Very emotional at the moment. That's okay. We'll run with it. And when you have that value, then you have something to offer. Then you have something to surrender. Right? 
you know, a lot of times people want to surrender the gunk off the bottom of their shoe because it doesn't really matter if they lose it. It doesn't really matter if they don't have it anymore. It doesn't matter. It's not valued. It's, got, it's worth nothing, right? They, they want everything for free and, they, and then they want to give nothing. There's no value in the interactions. There's no value in life. But when you have your value, when you know, when you're able to stand in that frequency, then you have something of value to surrender. And when you surrender that value, that knowing, that loving, that caring, that connection to self, when you surrender that to the divine, then the divine rushes in and amplifies all the gold that you have just offered into riches, internal riches beyond your wildest dreams. And this is why, you know, the saying of Hanuman, when I don't know who I am, I serve you. When I do know who I am, you and I are one. At the different bandwidths of awareness, you have different uh, actions. So in the 3D, surrendering can look quite um, to be in service, to not be subservient, not subservient, but just servient, right? Um, that your heartbeat is, is, is being offered unconditionally to something bigger than you. You're in service to it, not subservient like you are, are lesser than. And so this understanding of Hanuman, because he is aware of what he is capable of, but he's aware that what he is capable of, that his value is the fact that he can surrender. And that because he has surrendered to Ram, what he is capable of amplifies his value. And this is why in the Ramacharitamanas, you know, Hanuman is able to make himself as small as a gnat to go through the snake's body. He's able to move a whole mountain on his hand because he doesn't know which plant to get, you know. He's able to do all of these miracles, these feats, but these feats are moving through him and not from him because he's made this channel, this pipeline of his heart and his value and plugged it into the divine will, surrendered. And then that divine will fills and emanates from him. And so it takes a lot of strength to surrender. It takes a lot of strength to surrender. Um, cowards don't surrender, they give up. 
say it again. It takes strength to surrender. Cowards don't surrender. They give up. And the cowardliness is the weakness of, of character. The weakness, there's no value. But you all have value. We all have value. Our hearts matter. But we often have these narratives, these, um, these stories, these patterns that are playing out that create a reality that sometimes feel like we don't have value or we don't have strength or we don't have the courage or we don't have the heart, the courageous heart of Leo. We don't have the ability to stand. But this is what I'm worth. And if you are not able to see that, that is okay. I don't need you to see my worth. I know my worth. And I will quietly sit here until I am met with that frequency. Now, that's not arrogance. That's just knowing what is. But once you know what is, then you have to do something with it. You have to do something about it. You have to uh, honor it properly. And the highest honor is to surrender. Because that takes the ego, that takes Manipura Chakra, the lower mind, and it takes it up through the diaphragm and the 4D and brings it into the seat of love at the foundation of the 5D, which is the higher mind, which is Buddhi. So... Once you have an awareness of your value and you have the courage to shine in that value, then you realize that when that pipe is, has opened up of divine will coming through you, not from you, then humility and surrender are states of being, not actions. Your, your actions are not an expression of your surrender. Humility, actions of humility are not an expression of your humility or your surrender. Humility and surrender are states of being. They are perspectives they are orientations to the moment they are the orientations to the moment of a very high functioning manipura a very high functioning action uh frequency of fire Agni. that the lower mind has purified enough maybe not in all aspects of your life okay you've got ooh, lots of things going on but in you know maybe in one aspect of your life or two aspects of your life you have enough purification in the lower mind that your actions come through from that orientation of humility that it is not me but what comes through me my value is that i am able 
to sit in that state of surrender so th- something can come through me. It's not what comes through me that is my value. Okay? If you need me to say that again, rewind. <laughs> But people always look at the actions because they're moving through a sensorial experience. But when you come up into the heart, when you sit in the foundation of love, when you sit in that foundation of 5D, your perspective on the moment has got nothing or very little to do with your sensorial experience. Your sensorial experience creates Uh, discord and separation because that is the nature of the senses you see something you see something as separate from you but when you close your eyes and you see you perceive that thing with your heart you realize there is no separation So this comes to the a practice of called um, Pratipaksha Baba. Now, in the West, when you say, oh, you're feeling sad, do the opposite. People hear spiritual bypassing. They hear uh, suppression, right? Now, I want you to understand that Pratipaksha Baba is not a beginner's practice it is, it is an advanced practice. It is a practice of, uh, of a high awareness of how reality is created, of manifestation, of calibration, of entrainment. So when you have an experience of an emotion, the first thing to do is to acknowledge it, to experience it without suppression, and without making it go away or without, you know, any of, any of those things. Feel it. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to laugh, laugh. If you need to feel the fire and feel the frustration, feel the fire and feel the frustration. But after it's been acknowledged, after it's been experienced, so that it doesn't go into the tamasic uh, suppression, then Pratipaksha Bhava, is saying to yourself, my innate nature is joyful. My innate foundation is faith. My innate state of mind is thy will. My reality in this moment is grief, for example. So when you know your innate nature is joyful. You know that you can experience grief, experience the frequency of grief without making it, without shunning it, and be joyful at the same time. This really confuses people, right? You can experience fear, but know that you are full of faith. You can Know that you are innately surrendered to thy will and in this moment experience the need to control, which of course comes from fear. One, though, 
the light of those are unwavering in your essence. The others are transitory in your temperament. And so when you have an awareness of this, I am innately joyful. I'm experiencing the frequency of grief in this moment. Then Pratipakshabhava is the awareness to say, what is the opposite of grief? Gratitude. What action? Action has to be action because you've got to anchor it into the 3D. You've got to anchor it into because you're having an emotional response. Emotion is Swadhisthana Chakra. By definition, it's coming through the 3D reality. The 3D reality doesn't mean you're that having an emotion on the 3D reality doesn't mean that you are limited to the 3D reality. You, you are not a being that is limited to the 3D reality at any moment. When you have an experience of an emotion that is part of your consciousness is hooked into a narrative that is having a 3D experience of something, even if a majority of your awareness is also seated in a different state of consciousness, like a 5D state of consciousness. So what do you do with this 3D emotion? Pratipakshabhava. What is the opposite of grief? Gratitude. What action can I do in this moment to cultivate gratitude? I'm not saying that grief is not okay. Grief is very okay. I experience a lot of grief many days. But to be empowered to know that this grief is love undigested. That love, that grief is love undigested. You have indigestion. It's not fueling you. It's kind of stark like heartburn. Then you can say, what action can I do to express my gratitude. So you call somebody up and you tell them that you love them, that you value them, that seeing them every day makes your heart happy. That talking to them every day or every second day or every third day, whatever, makes your life better, makes this experience better. And you express your gratitude. You don't just think, oh, I, I, I'm grateful for such and such. No, you have an action. You go and call them, text them, you know, express it. Give the dog a, you know, extra belly rubs, right? Tell them, I love you, right? And you express this gratitude. Now, expressing your gratitude and changing the frequency because, you know, grief is imploded, gratitude emanates. Anger is imploding, uh, surrender and, and service emanates, right? Peak joy experiences implode, sadness implodes, uh, innate joy emanates. Fear implodes, faith emanates. What you're doing is you're not discarding, you're not suppressing, you're not um, rejecting the emotion. You are consciously changing the direction of the flow of that emotion. You're saying, all this energy in me right now is imploding. 
my mind experiences that as grief, I am going to do an action that is going to change the orientation of that energy and turn it out outwards so that it emanates from me, which is the healthiest expression of that frequency. It's not about the grief or who you lost or what you lost or blah, 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 blah. It's just flow and frequency. And this changes the energy. And that practice of cultivating the opposite flow of energy is called Pratipakshabhava. And in doing that, it, has, it will innately change the narrative as to why you have grief. You don't have grief because you've lost something. You have grief because you have love that you don't quite know how to express in this moment that doesn't have an outlet, right? So this is why Hanuman is such a powerful uh, mandala of light, form of light, because he has perfected this channel that can take all of the experiences of the 3D and change them into a force that is surrendered that then allows him to come into the seat of the heart and therefore in the 3D perform these miracles through him, not from him. And so this, I think is, is really important and you will, have this in the uh, soon in, in the practice of surrender in that the depth of knowing of who you are, the deep dive of who you are is what finds your value so that you have something to surrender. And surrendering Faith, innate joy, surrender, love, truth, knowing, higher knowing, higher knowledge, is who we are. Love is who we are. And when we allow ourselves, even though on a 3D reality, sometimes it can be perceived as quite painful, understand that even the pain in the 3D is actually ecstasy masked. Because to feel that deeply is a gift. To love that deeply in knowing yourself, into knowing how to channel that knowing into an expression of love is life praised. And if you know how to praise life, if you know how to make connections that beautiful, then you will see miracles starting to happen around you.
So in the depth of finding your value, then you will know what you have of value to surrender. And to surrender, to come into a state of being of surrender, you have to lay down your arms, not your arms, <laughs> arms like swords and knives and things that protect you, shields. You have to take off your armor. Vulnerability, not vulnerability to everyone everywhere, but actually there is there comes a point where, yes, to just be thyself. And, but to lay down your arms, to lay down your armor is the most important step to surrendering. So it's not about cultivating something. You know your worth. Your worth is there anyway. Your value is there anyway. You're not cultivating value. You're literally getting rid of everything that you think is valuable that is not. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to let go of all the parts that have kept you safe, all the parts that have helped you survive, all the parts that you think have protected you so that in your nakedness, you are just an embodiment of value. You're an embodiment of light. You're, there's no energy trying to protect you. There's no energy trying to uh, save you from anything harmful because no shadow can touch a light. Then when you have made yourself let let go of of your arms de-armored yourself then you can walk forwards and offer your value as an action of surrender and because you're already in the state of being of surrender you're surrendering your safety to the divine now you have to be smart about it right you can't walk off a third dimensional cliff and, and think that the divine is, is, is going to stop you from falling. Right? You know, there's, there's that one story that, um, you know, there's a, a, a wild uh, elephant in the town and the Swami is there and he says, well, I have faith and I have the protection of my guru and I have, um, uh, uh, my heart is full of love and, and, and so I am going to go and, and talk to this elephant and calm him down. And as he's walking to town and everybody is like running the other direction, you know, people are stopping him and going, you know, don't go that way. You know, the, the elephant is, is, is raging he's going to hurt you and you know you're, you're well I'm full of surrender and I'm full of love and I'm full of faith and my guru is protecting me and blah 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 blah. the divine is protecting me and so you keep going and you get up to the elephant and the elephant completely pummels you and puts you in hospital and and then you're like why didn't you protect me and and the guru says I sent people to you to tell you not to go that way, but you did not listen, right? It's like, you have to, you have to have, be smart about things and understand that a scorpion's nature is to sting. 
somebody that is raging and very angry does not have the ears or the awareness to shift um, frequency unless your light is that bright. If your light is that bright, you're never listening to this, this lecture because you do not need it. So, you know, you also have to be smart about things. It's just a side note. I don't want anybody walking off cliffs thinking they're going to grow wings because the divine's got them. Right? So, yes. The other thing that I wanted to share with you today, to see if we have time. I'm not sure if we have time. Well, we have time, just a little bit. Is I'm uh, going to start embarking in another layer of my own exploration of self, uh, my own following my own inner calling of um, land work, especially with ley lines and uh, sacred sites. And uh, as many of you know, I went down to Mexico in February and followed the, my guidance of what was given down there and, and, and worked with the waterfall down there. And I'll be going to Arizona in October. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, I had the privilege and the joy of going to Stonehenge in the UK, in Sainsbury. I also went to Woodhedge, but I'm going to leave that story for another day. But I went to Stonehenge, and you know, when Sri Swamiji was doing uh, pilgrimages around Rishikesh uh, in the in, in the Himalayas, um, they would, you know, we walked for days and days on end, and uh, and walking and walking, and you know, the last five kilometers. Uh, there'd be like these storms that would come through of these hailstorms and monsoon rains and that. And one of Sri Swamiji's disciples said, you know, why are we being punished? Why are we being, um, why are we being battered by this cold hail and, and wind and water, rain, when we have just offered everything in this pilgrimage? And he said, in the Kali Yuga, the blessings that come is in the form of rain and hail. Uh, in Satya Yuga, it's flowers and sparkles of light that fall from the sky in blessings. So on the morning, which was the last morning of my trip, so it's not like I could push it a day, on the, the last morning of um, my trip, uh, it was raining and what to do? You get wet. So uh, I went, we went to uh, Stonehenge and we got there, drove an hour, an hour and a bit, um, got to Stonehenge and sat in the car because it was still raining and raining hard and uh, not just like raining, but raining, like wet English rain. And uh, I'm wearing a linen skirt. I'm wearing, you know, like very flat, very thin shoes. Um, I don't have a raincoat. Somebody borrowed, uh, lent me one, thank goodness. And uh, much to their chagrin, uh, we were like, let's go. So we went and we walked over and we had a little lunch and then we got our tickets and I wanted to walk in the rain. 
uh, my friend that I was with did not. So we got in the in the um, bus with a really big golf umbrella and uh, and a raincoat and uh, were, were shuttled to Stonehenge. And we got to Stonehenge and it just poured like it. <laughs> it's not even funny how much it rained. It's so funny, not so funny, I'm laughing. Um, it poured and poured and it was windy as well. And we're standing uh, at the barrier and there's literally a river running across my feet in the in the in the part between the path and the grass where the where the rope is. And you know, I offer tobacco onto the ground. I cleaned some of my crystals in the in the puddles um, because the water is imbibed with the frequency of the land there. I put my right hand on the on the ground and channeled some of Cornuso's light codes in gratitude and an offering and and when i stood up in my mind's eye i could see all these light beings come from behind the stones and they were wisps threads of of white green and blue light um very ethereal and one or two of them came towards me and reached out and there was a transmission of energy that came from them. And I said to them, what, and I'm, I'm you know, in my mind's eye, I'm, I'm standing there. And, and honestly, when I'm standing there in that moment, I didn't realize it was raining. I didn't realize that it was windy. Um, I grabbed hold of the upper arm of my, my friend for my own physical stability because my eyes were closed um, and they were holding uh, an umbrella I think over me as well. Not too sure about that. Maybe just them. Uh, but but uh, I, you didn't realize that it was was raining. And uh, this being sort of reached out to me, and there was a transmission of energy that totally threw me into another state. And I said, "What do you need from me? I'm here. What do What do you need? What can I offer?" And they said, "You've already done it. You're here." you've come, you can see us, this is enough. And that blueprint almost of energy that came from them um, was so intoxicating that as we walked around, I mean, blasphemy, we, we, we walked counterclockwise. I, you know, I should have had more awareness and did a parikrama properly, but what to do in the moment um we would walk and look at the stand and feel the stones and then walk a bit more and feel and everybody around us was like running and and hiding from the rain and hooting and hollering and and, and crying out in distress at how wet and cold and um even my my poor friend's hands his knuckles were uh, white as a ghost um, and cold as anything. And, you know, I literally every aspect of me was saturated. I, I'd taken the hood off my uh, coat and my hair. Was, <laughs> just, everything was funny. I took my glasses off because I couldn't see anything with my glasses anymore. And I laughed all the way around. And I 
couldn't feel, I couldn't feel the rain. I couldn't feel the wind. I, I knew it was raining. I knew it was windy, of course. And I could see everybody else around me responding to this. But the blueprint that they had um, shot me, the Shaktipat that they had shot me, put me into such a state of bliss that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't feel the rain. I couldn't feel the misery. I couldn't feel the, the disgruntlement of everybody around me. I couldn't feel the, um, the, 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 the wishing it was different, you know? I was so blissful that I just giggled and laughed all the way around uh, Stonehenge. And yeah, and then, and then we walked back and got on the bus and literally you could just wring out my clothes, um, just saturated from head to toe. And then um, we walked back to the car and I had to just take my shoes off because my shoes were so wet that it was, it was um, ridiculous. And then my foot feet sat and stood in puddles in the car and the, on the rubber mat, because my skirt was dripping so much that it actually made a puddle in the, in the car. And then we, uh, and then we drove five minutes down the road and went to a place called Woodhenge. And um, that's a story for another day. But uh, all that to say is that, um, you know, we're getting, as, as you dive and you're going into deeper states of exploration and play within yourself, you're going to be potentially feeling or hearing a call to do something that may be out of the ordinary for you. And I want you to start to really listen, listen to those because that's where the magic is. That's where the remembrance is. And that's where the, the, the codes that are activated in your energy body are. So as you play and as you dive and you find your value, then as you come into surrender, that surrender is going to open up a portal. When you say, divine, guide me to where I need to be guide me to what I need to experience, guide me to meet this moment with as much unconditional love as possible so that I may take the remembrance and offer it again in service so that the presence alone can be a balm of the heart of the souls around me. And yeah, so watch this space for more um, tales from the, the PowerPoints and the ley lines um, as I explore and remember and dive into myself another layer and find more jewels and gems and then offer them and surrender them and then experience that, you know, like I'm going through the same process as all of us. Um, so hear those inner callings, those little weird things of like, you need to go to Arizona in October. Why? Okay. Um, and follow, you know, go to a strange city that you've never been to before. Drive and go overnight to a city you've never been to before. Get there and go, 
what lights me up? And then let that city show you what it has to offer from those places. You know, don't, don't have a map and a plan and an agenda and a time and a bit of it. Let the flow of the divine show you where you need to go and the people you need to meet and, and watch the souls that are there because it's going to show you that there is magic everywhere. The magic is not about the place, although sometimes magic is amplified in a place like it's standing circles, but it's not just about a place. It's about the frequency inside of you. That is what shows you the magic. Because magic is always there, everywhere, if you have eyes to see and a heart to perceive. Your frequency shows, creates, co-creates, can see, can acknowledge, and therefore can amplify the magic. So it's not about um, being uh, showing the magic. It's about being the magic so that the divine can mirror it back to you. It's about being that frequency of wonder and of playfulness and of joy and of abundance and of peace and of connection and of love, unconditional love love that does not have to be met in a certain way for you to want to turn it off or turn it on, that you can just love, be in the state of love, in the presence of love, and let the divine show you the wonder of the moment. So I hope that uh, you all are well, peaceful, abundant, joyful, playful, wondrous, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us in our Solace and Shine podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it. We would love to hear what inspired you. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like for us to explore, please leave a note in the comments. Also, if you would like a daily dose of connection and raising of your frequency, join us on We Are, our online community. You can find the link in the podcast description. Follow the link and you will receive two weeks for free. See you soon. And don't forget, soften and expand.